You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we hear from Nikki Wind and she shares just what it's like to go and run in one of the toughest ultra trail runs in the world, Badwater in America. Not only has Nikki run this three times, but she's actually been the first woman, so she's won it. She's gone on and also represented Australia in many ultra distance runs as well. So enjoy this inspiring chat with an amazingly talented runner, Nikki Wind. On Fitman Fit Body today, I am excited to introduce you all to Nikki Wind. Hello, Nikki. Hello, how are you? I'm really good. We just had a bit of a chat on the other side of the recording and I was mindful that we were about to start talking about cool stuff that would be better being recorded than not recorded. <laughs> so pushed you in here so that we could get this podcast started. Um, it'll be like I've had a few people on the podcast recently whose names I find hard to pronounce, but my oldest daughter's name's Nikki. So I'm going to find it very easy. How, how very good. <laughs> remember your name. <laughs> so that's good. Um, let's start with where you grew up, Nikki. Where did you grow up? Yeah, so grew up in Melbourne in one turner. So grew up um, brother and sister, you know, grew up in a, probably a very active family, but yeah. I wasn't a runner, never ran in my early days. Oh, wow. um, you know, I played competitive tennis and basketball, mm -hmm. but yeah, didn't start running actually until I had my son. So oh, wow, so in my thirties, yeah. So if we if we skip back to before we skip into when you started running. Um, so at, can you remember what it was like for you when you had to do school sport and things like that? Was it something you enjoyed? Like you said, you had an active oh. family. So I say it wasn't like an unusual thing for you, but the sound. Well, like. to be honest, running was probably not my thing, but I was obviously, you know, sporty, um, sporty family. And, you know, quite often, you know, the teachers at high school would go, right, right, you know, you've got to do the cross country team. And I'd actually say to my mum, can you please write me a note so I don't have to do cross country? And that is a true story because wow. I just, you know, wasn't into running, didn't really enjoy running. And I always, you know, probably because I did, was quite competitive and did well at my um, team sports, they'd always say, right, we want you on the cross country team. I'd be, mum, you've got to write a note. I don't want to do it. So it is funny. Even mum does, you know, we have a bit of a laugh now because she goes, I still remember those days. Isn't that funny? So what was it about cross country that you think, that you didn't want to do was it did you find it hard or like can you remember I just think I just didn't like running I just think okay. you know it wasn't something that was it probably back then was natural to me and um you know I played tennis played basketball so totally different you know mm. stop start sports and mm. um yeah just I just didn't interest me so I suppose if you think about it I hadn't thought about it like this before but maybe when you when we're kids we're a bit like everybody now because we're all so you know, into our social media and being distracted all the time and doing things. But when you're a kid, you're like that, you know, you're always wanting to be entertained and maybe running felt boring in comparison yeah. to, you know, playing basketball and, and yeah. tennis and things. It's, it's kind of, you know, fun. I don't know. <laughs> and it's on your own, you know, too. Like I love those yeah. team sports, you know. I had really good friends from tennis, from basketball, and I just think I just looked at it and was like, it's you know, it's something you do on your own where now I actually treasure those hours out on the trails or the track on my own. So I think, yeah, as you get older, yeah. it's just a different change in mindset as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, mm. All right, when you left school, what did you do? Um, so just work, like I worked, what did I do? Like I, I've had a few, I never went to uni, I think a few different jobs. And I, was, mm. I worked at Adidas actually for 15 oh. years. So that <laughs> was a cool. bit, yeah, that was a bit of fun. And then from there, I've sort of gone, you know, I had a couple of jobs in between. And now I've been, I work for an allied health private practice um, yeah. out in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. I've been there 10 years. So oh, wow. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, I love my job. I love the people I work with. It's a great industry, obviously, you know, physio, myo, podiatrist. Like, work with an amazing um, team of healthcare professionals. Um, we have a high-performance gym, so I get to train in the gym with the guys. So, oh, yeah, handy. it's cool. So, yeah, it's a great, um, really good job that I really enjoy. So you you do, like, an administration type of role? Is that what um, your role is? Pra- yeah, practice manager. So we oh, have wow. two yeah. locations, so manage both of those. Yeah, so yeah, I love it. It's good fun. It's pretty full on, pretty busy, but it's, yeah, I love my job. All right. Now you mentioned that you have a child. Yes. Yes. And that your child, um, that was sort of when you first had your child, that was when you started running. So how, tell us about that. How did that okay. happen? Well, so my, my child is now nearly 19. What? So yeah, I know it's crazy. I've got one of so, those <laughs> and 19. Yeah, He's my so. baby though. Yeah, I mean, I, as you know, like it's it's crazy how quick the time goes. I so know. when I had him, um, you know, I was at Adidas and I was like, right, I'm, you know, I was really excited to have 12 months off work because it was probably like the first break I'd had, you know, in your working career. Yeah. So I just had this thing in my head, right, I'm going to, you know, get out walking, get out exercising every day. And so I had him in the um, jogging pusher and, and it, it just sort of started from there. Like, you know, I'd walk for an hour and then he'd sleep. And then some days I thought, right, you know, if I just keep walking while he's sleeping, you know, he'll get a good sleep. And yeah. so before I knew it, you know, that sort of then became running. And then, you know, sometimes I was running three or four hours a day with him oh, in the wow. tram. And just from there, I suppose I sort of just loved being out there, did it rain, hail or shine. And um, then ended up from that doing Oxfam because I had a group of friends just from my gym and they said, yeah. hey, you know, we know you run a bit. Would you be keen to join our team? And I was like, yeah, why not? So that was my sort of my first race oh, I did. Yeah. Because that's, that's like how, well, how old was your son when you signed up to the Oxfam? So he, well, he was born in 2004. Four and I yeah. think like I did Oxfam 2008 was okay. when I did it. Yeah, so you so. didn't do any, or did you do any races? You know, like fud runs and things. Not, or not it was all really. just sort of yeah, not really. No, like just sort of ran just for fun and um, yeah, ran with some of the guys from the gym and then you know we'd sort of meet on a Saturday morning, go for a run, do a boxing class, and then we went yeah, hey, we'll do Oxfam. So that was my first sort of run. So before your son was born, sorry to skip back again, was there, did you do any exercise? Like, was that your, between school and, you know, while in those working years? I just went to the gym. That was like, I went to the gym and did, you know, boxing classes, spin classes, but that was it. So always was, always have been pretty fit and active. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So always did something, but still didn't run really. Like just would go to the gym and do classes and strength work and stuff. But Yeah. yeah, no, no even running during that time. It's pretty cool that you've had that fitness mentality though, that whole, that it feels like all your whole life. And perhaps again, it's come from, you know, your your upbringing. Yeah. My dad, like my dad, um, you know, it's funny now looking back, you know, I suppose you don't realize as a kid, but I go, you know, every photo he's got the top off, you know, he was quite sort of buffed and he went to the gym. So often growing up, you know, he'd take us to the gym with him. So you know, you'd come and go and do whatever. So, and he ran and was very, very um, active. And yeah. even, he was a vegetarian back. Oh, wow. Yeah, back that long ago. When it wasn't cool. No <laughs> one was a vegetarian. So he's never eaten meat in his life. So we just grew up like this, you know, you know, and I was always like the kid who had the brown bread when everyone had white bread. <laughs> and, you know, we weren't allowed to have like the little packets of chips. And so I go, I always felt like I've had this deprived childhood because... Oh. I wasn't allowed to have the little packets of chips and I had the brown bread. I was that kid. So, yeah, so that's bet, just sort of where it came from. I bet you don't feel like that now, though. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you, so you go into Oxfam, which is oh, can be a walk, but did you run it? Yeah, so we, um, so it was me and three guys from the gym mm-hmm. and we just sort of went in, we're like, we're going to like run the flats, walk every hill. So mm-hmm. a bit of a walk run. And I think we did it in about 15 hours for the 100K, which, um, you know, and I sort of found it really easy and really enjoyed it, had a great day. And then one of the guys said, right, we're going to do this again next year. We're going to get a better team. 
um, <laughs> sort of got a few, you know, di- couple, two extra different people. And then we actually sort of really trained for it, started doing some ultra. And that's probably how I got into it then was, you know, went and did some 50K ultra runs as training runs for Oxfam. Wow. That's, yeah, I actually haven't heard, like I've heard lots of paths into sort of this crazy yeah. long, long ultra stuff, but that's probably the first time I've heard the Oxfam yeah. Yeah. Uh, event mentioned as a path yeah. into it. So that's really cool. Yeah, and yeah. and when, after you trained that like more seriously, yeah. um, did that did that next one feel even oh, easier well, for you? Or was yeah, it- we ended up, I think we were the first mixed team and third overall. So we oh, ended wow. up in doing it in just under 13 hours. So, Crazy. yeah. And then I think obviously then from there, it just like, you know, I really got the running bug, yeah. you know, started doing more ultra marathons and, you know, then it became, oh, you know, what can I do from here? So I started, you know, got into that ultra running community because I didn't even know anything like that existed down here. So then just went to races, met some of, you know, like the Mel Gambles, um, you know, those people, Kelvin Marshall, those people who'd been around for a long time, sort of got Mm. to know them, Brett Saxon, and just, you know, you get to know them, you talk to them and just from there just found more and more races. What did your family think <laughs> when you were um, like a sort of, you know, more of a gym kind of, you know, adult and then suddenly you're, and then you're pushing the pram and now you're running hundreds of <laughs> kilometres in the trails? Um, yeah, like it, I suppose it's, um, oh, they're like all my family are really, really supportive. Mm. I have to say they've been great. They probably do have a bit of a laugh and, um about things and obviously you know I've got some girlfriends who were like I remember you know like yeah you did Oxfam and then you you do like 50k and then it was 100k and then 100 miles and then 24 hours you know I've got a girlfriend we've been friends for like 20 you know 25 years and she goes yeah I remember it was just like you know marathon and now it's like you know it's like what's next and she's in the end I'm like oh whatever you know (laughs) and I'm not sort of she goes I'm not shocked anymore That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people just go from, you know, 5, 10, 21, mm. a marathon, nah. and maybe then they like, oh, I feel like I'm at the top now. And then they realize there's this thing called ultra. But we're talking about like years. This, yeah. I'm, about, I'm probably talking about myself now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the process to get to that marathon is years from yeah. the time they started running often. And then they get there and you realise, actually, this is not the top of the pile. Like oh, of, the, yeah. of the things a, you can do, you, you, it really crazy. sinks in. That, it is, yeah. yeah you can it's just crazy what's out there. So what do you think drives you to keep, you know, well, we, we haven't really pushed into the current things because I know that you've been doing lots and lots of things in the, <laughs> the last decade or so. Yeah. What do you think um, drives you to keep doing this? I suppose early doors, it was always you know, like I said, you do 50K, like a race, and then it's an 80K, and then you do 100, and then it's like, okay, well, what's next? Okay, I'll do a miler. You know, I always felt for me it was trying to find something to challenge myself, something different, and then from that I then, oh, I might try a 24-hour, you know. So it was just always trying to find something to keep me motivated, Um, you know, and I love whether it's road, trail, track. So I do try to you know, I'm not just, I don't just run track. I don't just run road. I like to try and mix it up. And I find even that keeps my training interesting because, you know, if I'm doing a trail race, I go, right, predominantly most of my training is going to be on the trails now. Mm. If I do track the same, like I'll do my long runs on the track. So I find too, it's almost like, right, this race is over, you know, close that door, what's next? And then it's almost, I try to change, find a race that's totally different just to change my training around to keep it interested all the time. So do you think it's it's that challenge? It's that experiencing something that you haven't done already. Like, do you often go back and do the same race over and over again, or are you looking for that? There's something yeah. else. There's something I haven't done, or that's something new. I haven't experienced that. Yeah, like a bit of both. Like, I mean, as as weird as it sounds, and I know people don't get it. Like, I love the twenty four hour track racing, and mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, just. Yeah, for some reason, like I love those because I find I can just get in the zone, I can tune out, like you can just, yeah, like to me that's a fun race and I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but then, mm-hmm. you know, like I like doing, like I went and did 50K up at Bullet, heart to heart in Feb and I go, that was awesome. Like I loved, you know, the ups, the downs, I love the hiking, you know, going through, there was like 20 river crossings. So 
it's just, I think, trying to just, uh, for me, it's just that change and keeping it exciting and fun. And, um, you know, I always said to myself years ago, when it stops being fun, that's probably when I'll stop running, I think, you know, when it just doesn't become fun anymore. And, and it's still fun. So, and that's why I try to find things that just give me a goal and keep me motivated to keep running. So how do you choose? Okay, so this year, I think I have three very different races lined up. Yeah. So I'm doing Coburg 24 hour, which is mid-April. So that's my next race. That's what I'm training for at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then mid-June, I'm doing one of the um, backyard, Dead Cow, at Dead Cow Gully, they've got the Australian Masters for the um, backyard, you know, the loop on the hour, um, 6.7K. So I'm... That's up in Brisbane. So that's my race in June. And then in um, end of September, I've got into Spartathlon. So that's over in Greece. Oh, tell me about that. I've never heard of that, but it sounds fascinating. Yeah. So so that's sort of for the second half of the year. So I go three totally different races, but... You know, get so at the moment it's all based around Coburg, track running, flat running, speed running. Then to go into Dead Cow Gully, that's like it's a trail loop. It's a 6.7K loop. You do a night loop. Um, At night you do like a road loop. Mm -hmm. So once I finish Coburg, I will then just go out and be just doing 6.7K, 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 just focusing on that format um, and doing my long runs in that format. So, and then Spartathlon's road. So that's point to point in Greece. And how far is that? 246. Can you say that again? 246Ks. I'm sorry. And then I'm like, are you Ks? Miles or meters? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. And is that, and that's on the road, like the one in yeah. Greece? Mm-hmm. Um, where does, is, is it like finish in so some historic? Athens. <laughs> And yep. finishes at Sparta. So there is history yeah, around so it. Yeah. I've been one of those tourists in Athens and st- and gone to the hmm. modern um, Olympic Games arena or whatever and stood on top of the thing. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So around, I only found out last weekend I got in. So that's sort that of very so exciting. exciting. Yes. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's exciting anyway, but yes, yeah, it's yeah. really like, ah. Oh. Anyway, it just gives me lots of. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's sort of one on the bucket list that yeah. I've been wanting to do. And obviously with COVID the last few years, like haven't been able to do anything. So mm. it's probably made me a bit more motivated now to try and get some of those races, you know, things. do some of those races. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mm. it almost feels like, you know, so I don't know how to. So I read books like um, Dean Canaz's book years and years ago. And when I first heard about bad water, for example, <laughs> and when I saw that you've even done that, and I was like, wow, you know, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I love my running, but, and I love even the idea of doing some of these really long things. And, and but the most I've ever done is 60. And I used to think that was really quite <laughs> good until I um, started this podcast, <laughs> talking is- to people who are doing like crazy amounts, which I'd love to do, but then- yeah. I don't know, my brain does this thing where it says, how on earth will I fit in enough time um, to train? But it's not just the time, it's even how will my body, Mm, how will I be able to do it? Because having trained from, I've done lots of marathons and things, but Mm. each time it feels like it takes a toll on my body. Does that make sense? And so then then when I look at people like you and all these other people I talked to on the podcast Mm. who just seem like normal people, (laughs) I think, what is it? what is it that you guys are doing that allows you to be able to take your body? Yeah, that's a good question. question. But I'll be honest, I feel like, especially at the moment, I train morning and night, which I do. Um, Like I work full time. So, and work's pretty crazy at the moment. So I'm usually, you know, up probably five, five 30. I run before work Um, sometimes, you know, and most days I do a run or even a walk, after work mm-hmm. um because I find that sort of works for me those double sessions I strength train I really feel like since mm. I've been doing the strength work that's 
really made a difference. And I I'd usually do that twice a week with a bit of Pilates as well. Yeah. And I think just as I've got older, the strength work is really, really I think important. that's what I'm missing, yeah. actually. Yeah, just so <laughs> I, you don't break down because yeah. I've probably got a lot, like I've never really had an injury where I haven't ran, but I've had niggles, you know, and it's a, a niggle that might mean, okay, no speed, speed work for the next couple of weeks or mm. no doing hills. So I've got to modify my training um but since I've been doing the speed work uh, the strength work I felt like I'm stronger I noticed it at um heart to heart even on the downhills like my legs and everything just felt stronger like um so I just think that's really important and you know after like I taper into a race usually after a big race I'll have two or three weeks where I do nothing but you know I might just walk ride the bike just you know so I really give my body like a a really good break and then Mm -hmm. just slowly build back up again so it's not like you just you know 100% training the whole time and there's like up you know taper down have a break and I think those ups and downs of what probably has allowed me to continue on and just to keep training and keep running. Mm. Do you have a coach or do you coach yourself? No, no. Um, I'm currently, well, my husband is a running coach, but he doesn't coach me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Barry Loveday has been um, coaching me for 12 months. So oh, he's wow. a 24 hour, like Australian runner, lives up in Brisbane. So online. So we chat yeah. most days and um, I think he knows, he knows me pretty well. And I, like a lot of times I just do my own thing, but it's actually been nice having someone going, right, do this, do that. Because I find that just makes it easier yeah. that I don't have to get up and think about, oh, well, what am I going to do today? So he sends mm. me over my week training program and then I know what I have to do. So and just tick the box, get it done. So how do you get over those, the things in your mind where on those days or those weeks or the, just that period you're having where it's just all feeling very hard and you're realizing you're doing this because you want to, no one's making you do that. Yeah. How do you get yourself out the door? Is it knowing that there's an event that's, you know, whatever it is away down the track through this training that you, that's why you need to get all this training done. Is is that one of the reasons or do you have other things going on that push you, that motivate you to, to get it done even when it's, you don't want to? Oh yeah. It's oh, some days it's like, yeah, I don't want to, I actually go, I don't want to run. I don't want to do this. And I'll be honest, I probably run every single day I couldn't tell you the last time I haven't ran during like on a day out of seven day a week um but probably having knowing you know like at the moment I go okay I've got like in my head I go right I've got four weeks left to Coburg um probably two more weeks of hard training so that's at the moment I'm running about 160 k's a week probably running like, like I said, most days I do double runs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of at the moment going, right, two weeks, and then I know I get a break. So that's one thing in my head. So it's like just yeah. keep going, keep doing it. Um, yeah, that's, pro- that's probably the one thing that motivates me. But it is hard. Like there's some days, mm-hmm. like even last night, like I'm, I was tired and, and then it's like, you know, oh, I've got to go out and do a second run and try and fit some strength work in. But yeah, I just go out and do it, you know, and then you never get back and go, I wish I wish I hadn't have done it. So That's I know true. I always feel better for it. Yeah. Mm. But it is hard. I'm like anyone, like, especially when you're working, you've got a family, cooking, mm. cleaning, like all those mm. things that you've got to do. And, you know, and it, they don't stop because you're training more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So ha- obviously you have a very supportive family too, though, <laughs> because they, there some slack would, would need to be picked up by the family in some way. <laughs> Uh, well, I say to my trying to get my son in. He's nearly nineteen, so um, I don't think they look. He's great, like he's pretty yeah. good. But yeah, look, you know, my husband he runs, so I suppose he used to be a competitive yeah, runner. He coaches, so he gets it. And yeah. I suppose just together, you know, we just sort of work it out who's doing what. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like yeah, and it and it is what it is. I think this has been part of our life for so long. There's not it's, much time to sit around <laughs> on the couch, yeah, yeah, doing nothing, but that's our lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Like for us, weekends are away, usually involve running and, <laughs> you know, that that's our fun that we have. It's just what it is. I love it. I just, yeah. I really do. Um, <laughs> like a lot of our travelling involves not necessarily going for a race, but sometimes, but always yeah. there's a run, well, yeah. or, or two or three, depending on how long we're away for. Um, yeah. There's always a run involved as well. So I understand <laughs> that. Yes. Um, <laughs> what events are you most proud of? Um, you know? Probably winning Badwater. Like, 
yeah, that was. Um, yeah, so that was back in. Oh, it feels so long ago. Two thousand and fifteen. Um, wow. Yesterday. I, yeah, like I just think for me it was yeah, like um, yeah, like I suppose I feel like I'm I'm just normal. I'm like everyone else. Um, I didn't come from a running background. Um, you know, running wasn't my thing growing up that I just go, it just proves that if you want something bad enough, if you work hard enough, you train hard enough, um, you know, and not that I did, I would say like I did anything extreme or, but you know, the same, I just set that as my goal. Um, I just focused everything into it. Um, and it was so surreal, like, cause I did, I went there three years. So the first year I went there, I remember like, I and I've told people this story before, they have a pre-race check-in and I remember walking in and I actually felt like I was going to cry and I just felt like it was almost like I'd walked into this bad dream and I was like, what am I doing here? Wow. I just felt like I didn't deserve to be there and I was like, mm-hmm. I just want this over because I was so scared, like, you know, what if I don't finish? What if I fail? You know, people, everyone from Australia knows I'm here and it was like I just want this over because... Like, yeah, it was almost like, yeah, yeah. The pre- I shouldn't be here. Like, I don't deserve to be here. I'm nothing special. Um, and then, like, obviously ran the race, had a great race. I came third that year. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing experience. And then the next year, um, yeah, I just, like, obviously thought, no, nah, I've got to go back because I'd been there. And, um, like, I've, I probably learned so much being there. Um, and I, I went there, not that I went there to win because I never thought I'm ever going to go there and win this, but I did go there going, oh, you know what, I might have a crack at the 40-plus um, age group record. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm very much, I, cl- I keep things close to my chest. So, like, I'd had a discussion with my husband and sort of said to him, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I reckon I can do. I always have a girlfriend that I always catch up with religiously. No matter what race I do, we always have a champagne before I go away, the week leading into it. And I'd sort of said to her, you know, like, I've got to go there. I've got to I've got to put it on the line this year. Like, I just go, I feel, you know, I've done the training. And I said, like, I don't expect to win, but I want to have a goal of at least trying to, you know, try and break the 40-plus age group yeah. record. I know she looked at me like, oh, right, okay, you know. So we cheers and off we go. And I just, uh, you know, for me, it was just like I had this dream race that it felt so effortless. I felt like I could have just run all day. Um, and you did. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you it was just, it, and I felt like there was no, I don't know if you've ever been in a race, but you feel like you're in a hurry and you've got to rush and you've got to, you know, hurry, 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 where it just felt so effortless. And even I was second, like most of the race, and I never felt a pressure, like I've got to run hard to catch up. It was like it just all unfolded and I remember like when I did go into lead and like my crew were like, oh, my God, you're leading Badwood. And I'm like, don't say anything. I don't. I, I still had like 50Ks to go and I'm like, do not say anything. And then as we got into Lone Pine and you've got a 17K climb, they're like, you are hours ahead of the next female. Oh, wow. You've got this. And I'm like, don't say anything, don't say anything. And I remember my husband got out of the car and like walked up, you know, was walking part of the hill with me. And I said, I'm never going to run again. I said, how will anything top this experience? <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just, um, and I think too, like I've said to my husband probably now looking back, I don't think I realised how big it was at the time. Like I said, like for me, it was just, oh my God, like, you know, I've won bad water. But I said, I don't, I don't think I fully appreciated just like, you know, what it was sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, it was just amazing. It was really cool. <laughs> Are you tempted to go back and do it again? Um, uh, You know, I thought about it this year, but it's interesting. One thing, you know, talking to Barry, my coach, he's, and, and I suppose we all do it, like he's like, don't get caught up in your past. Like he goes, mm. don't mm. keep trying to, you know, relive. Relive, yeah. Relive what happened. Like look forward, look for new mm. challenges. And I think a lot of times, even myself, I've been caught up in that, going, oh, mm. I want to go back. And I go, because I'm never going to have the same dream race. Mm. Like I'm older now, like all the rest of it. And that's what he said, like appreciate what you did live in the moment he goes because you know so many of us try and live back through that so that was one thing that I went you know right you're probably you're probably right and that was another reason I entered Spartathlon because I wanted to do something 
I hadn't done before, something that was a new challenge and only four Australian females have done it before. So I just, yeah, so I just think it's just a new challenge, um, something that's sort of always been on my bucket list. So for you, is doing well a thing or is it more the, you know, finishing an event? So I've spoken to different people with different credentials in their, their running and, you know, some of them, you know, if I just want to finish and others, I want to do, you know, either better than I did last time or I want to do, I want to do well, you know, so because yeah. they have different motivations. Which, how do you um, fit in that? Like if I'm, and I suppose it's funny because I, I, I'm not like, it's, yeah, for me, I'm not someone who goes out and goes, oh, I'm going to win, I'm going to do this. But deep down, I go into a race wanting to put, and whether it's my training, everything I do, I want to put 110% into mm. it. So I go in with that mindset going, I want to do the best I can. And that, you know, I go winning, I suppose, is yes, I want to win mm. or do as best as I can. That's probably every race I go into. And I'm realistic now because I go as I'm getting older. So that might be, okay, well, you know, top five or something. So when yeah. I did Coast to Cozzy in December last year, I was like, I, I want to be top five female and I was fourth. So, you know what, yeah. I was wrapped because I go, yeah. you know, the girls that are beating me are 20 years younger. Yeah. So sometimes you got to be realistic and go, it's hard to be as competitive now as we're getting older. So I've got to yeah. move the goalpost to still, um, you know, be happy with my performance and, you know, compare apples to apples so, you know, you still have a bit of a goal going in there. One of my um, thoughts, to I started running in my 20s um, after I got, um, after my oldest daughter, Nikki, yep. um, and I was 100 kilos. So I started running oh, wow. then in my, in my 20s um, and haven't stopped. So I've been running now, I'm in my 50s. Yep. But at that time, because I then discovered I was actually quite good at it in a local way (laughs) not in any kind of massive way um but I was reasonably good at school as well but I can remember thinking so I had this and I was quite competitive in my head um and I remember thinking I may not be able to beat everyone now like I I can I'm fast enough but I'm not fast enough um but in another 50 years they'll all have stopped running and I'll be able to (laughs) yeah then I've got people like you <laughs> and all these other people around me now, like the Amy's of the world. And yeah. I never, ever, like what I'm, anyway, I'm like, why do all these fast people want to keep running for so long? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Give up so that when I'm 80, I'll be the fastest 80. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not oh, my happen. husband is like, Are you, you know, we'll see someone <laughs> shuffling down the street who's about 80. He goes, that's going to be you, like in, you know, 30 years time. And I'm like, yeah, probably. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the plan. Um, exactly. So, you did say earlier that you're you haven't really had many injuries no. that have stopped you running. Touch wood, no. Like I said, I've had a few niggles here and there, but nothing that I go. I haven't been out of run for a month or six months or something. So, um, yeah, most. Um, yeah, just little things that I've had to tweak training, you know, maybe have a, a, a run every second day. Oops. Sorry. 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 I've got three of them here. At the moment. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's... There's somebody at the door. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> That's a crazy dog. <laughs> it's um, absolutely fine. Yeah, no, I think too, like I, I'm I'm very much listening to my body too. So like if I start to feel something's not right, I'll take a day or two off or I'll yeah. get on the bike and, yeah, I just really listen to my body. I won't run through any pain, any soreness and probably working okay. at a physio, I know I can get it checked out pretty much straight away. Oh, yeah, that's handy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, you know, and I think just from working there, I've got to know, like a lot of them say sometimes it's just a 48-hour break do nothing and it's enough to let things settle down but you know people just persist on running 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 so it never has that time to let inflammation and things settle down we um we do talk on the podcast about the the way our body can lie to us sometimes too you know when you're your first couple of steps often and you run it's like oh ow oh you know something is it could be your ankle or your knee or a hip or something and then you know 500 meters later it's gone completely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's that trying to really be, in, and we talk on the podcast about mindfulness as well and understanding our body and paying attention to it. Like you say, it sounds yep. like you're really in touch with 
yeah. what's going on in your body to understand what the difference is that you maybe if you do feel that niggle and I'm put words in your mouth but you go that little you might run another 500 meters oh it's still there I'm going to stop or something like oh yeah you know too like you might have a run and you know you might feel something and it might be there for the whole run Mm -hmm. and then the next time I go out if it's still there I think you you start to realize you know what doesn't feel right yeah and that's where I'd probably go and see someone at work whereas I used to put it off for weeks whereas now I just go and see someone and they might say you know I'll give it a couple of days and then, you know, yeah. give 5Ks, you know, say it's Wednesday, run 5Ks Saturday, see how that feels. If that's good, do 10 Sunday. So then just yeah. that gradual deload, build back up. And then you could just sort of, you, you know what feels right, but I think it's just not pushing through something that doesn't feel right. It's not working. Yeah. Um, often when we talk about injuries on the podcast, we talk about what it feels like when you can't run. Mm-hmm. I haven't really had that experience. <laughs> Not look- to reflect on it, how do you think, like if you had an injury where you couldn't run for, say, six weeks or something, mm-hmm. how would you cope with that? Well, it, yeah, that's it. I haven't touched wood. Exactly. I haven't had something. <laughs> but, you know, I've had days, you know, even recently I had a sort a hip thing okay. and I had to basically for three weeks I had to, and I was like in peak training, so I just had to cut my load back. I, I was on the spin bike every second day, so I just focused on doing that, focused on my strength work, um, and I, I just sort of go, you know what, it is what it is, and I looked at it and thought, you know what, I've done a pretty good six weeks of training, a bit of a deload for three weeks, because I could still keep my cardio up, I was still doing gym, that I just sort of look at it, try and turn it into a positive, mm. um, get myself right, because I know, like, I've got, t- I had time to my next race to build back up, so I just tried to focus on what I could do, really focus on my strength work. Um, and I just try to make that a positive and look at it and go, you know what, this is probably a good thing for my body. You know, yeah. it's not going to hurt because I'm still, I'm not actually doing nothing. So, yeah. yeah. And it did. It was fine. Um, when it comes to identity and your identity, I think the fact that you haven't always been a runner, but you've always been mm. you know, someone who wants to be fit and enjoys that and you probably don't even remember what it's like or you've never had the experience of being you know really unfit for a long period of time yeah yeah um like your identity is a fit person and you come Mm. from a fit family (laughs) you know so so I think maybe that um would save you from you know what would happen emotionally and mentally if for some reason you couldn't run anymore for a little while yeah I think as long as I can do something like Mm. Uh, and then exactly. as long as I can do something, I'm okay. And it was interesting because back in September last year, September, October, went to Bali for a wedding and I came back, I had a DVT in my car. So I was basically told, no idea when you are going to be able to run. Oh. So that was really no running, no spin. The only thing I could do was walk for an hour. Ooh. But you know what? I go, uh, at, at the end of the day, I was. that was actually really hard because it was, it wasn't an injury. Yeah. I didn't feel like anything was wrong, but yeah. it was like they were just worried, obviously, if the clot moved. Would so move, I had to yeah. be careful. Yeah. So I found that a lot harder because it was like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, you know, I don't, nothing yeah. sore, nothing hurts. I'm not limping around. But it, that I found that harder because it was like, I'm only allowed to walk, um, but I feel okay, you know. Yeah. So that was, that was probably hard, the hardest thing I've been through. That would be, uh, mind you, it, for some reason it made me think of, you know, when I, I've had five children, yeah. but when, when I had, um, when I was pregnant, that's probably why I keep reflecting on things like that. Uh, <laughs> when you, as you're putting on weight, when you're pregnant with baby weight, um, I sometimes used to wish, especially in that in-between time that I had a t-shirt that said, I'm not um, over, I'm not just, you know, I'm not yeah. overweight. It's a terrible thing to say. Actually. I'm not overweight. I'm pregnant, you know, yes. but it's the same when you can't, yeah. if you have an injury or, or something that's not physically, yeah. it's not just for you. And, and it is silly that we all refer to other people and reflecting, but it, it, it kind of works for us as well. Internally, as you were saying that you felt great, but you knew that if oh. you did it, there's this other risk, it's not a very good analogy yeah. actually, but it's, so, you know, yeah. 
so that yeah so that was harder than any injury because it was like yes. I felt like I could just go and run yeah. and, and we'd been in Bali had an awesome week of training it was coming into Coast to Cozzy oh. and too it was like well no one could tell me when I could run so then I'm like well what do I do so ah. and, and then eventually I got the all clear and was back running so that was good <laughs> <laughs> all right now tell me when you're training do you listen to anything or do are you a or do you oh, not? I'm a music, the whole, yeah. like, from when I leave the house to, really? yeah, just just iPod, just random, whether it's radio, music, yeah, so I'm always listening to something. You've always got something else going yeah, on. Yeah, always, yeah. yeah. Um, do you train with others very much? Um, to be honest, probably not as much anymore. And, and really that's, I suppose, because it's just, you know, sometimes just easier to get up, get out the door, go do your own thing. And, and you know, I live where I am in um, Melbourne at in Listerfield, so there's some great runs around here. And it's funny because I'm not really someone, I don't like the thought process of driving somewhere to run because yes, I feel like I can just that. go out yeah. the front door and run. Yeah. So, you know, like yesterday my husband got his car service, so we dropped it off and ran home. Like, yeah. you yeah. know, so that's probably why I don't. Sometimes on the weekends I do, but... Mm. Yeah, yes, yes and no. And, you know, I like running on my own. Um, and, and then it's nice to run with company too. Yeah. We um, we live at the top of a hill. Yeah. It's very annoying. <laughs> and out <laughs> in the country a bit. Um, and especially if you're not, you know, you're going through a stage where you're not as super fit. Yeah, that hill just feels like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now because I did it today <laughs> this morning. It was like, ah. and then to come home, I, well, I can run down. That's great, but down then to run home, no. get to run up yeah. this hill, which and it's a kilometer long hill. So oh, it's God. like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I've been um, walking that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do. Today I thought no because I've got the run next weekend. I thought oh, I yeah. really should run it. Um, it's up. <laughs> anyway, um. So you're a big one for just going out the door, like yep. for where you where you live. You're lucky to live in a place where you can just head out the door and easily yep. traverse to where you want to go. Which is yeah, I like and I like running adventures. So like yeah. last weekend, my son was playing. He plays footy. Was playing over at Bundura, which was like 45 k's away. Yeah. So I said, oh, I'll just run to footy. So I like to, because I, like, I find it fun and it's like it gives me a challenge. Yeah. And, and then I, I actually had my phone out, like working out how to get there. Yep. And yep. So it's like an adventure, which, and that keeps training fun for me. So I, I like doing crazy, crazy, funny stuff like that. <laughs> Part of that, um, we reflect again on the podcast a few times with mums and that effect it has on our children when we see, either mum leaves the house first and gets picked up, you know, so they, because they're on the way, because you're making it a part of your life, whether it's it's often for kids sport or something you're going to, or mum leaves where, or or mum gets thrown out of the car and runs the rest (laughs) of them, you know, they often looking out the window, I guess, when your kids are at you running along the side of the road. Um, And I think some of that is really beneficial in the way they think of um, for adults and whether adults should move under their own steam and and do physical activity Mm. because they want to not because the teacher told them to or whatever and I don't think there's any problem in your family obviously even from your own family like when you were a child that was also demonstrated to you but that the examples that we provide to our children when we do things like that I think is awesome yeah even with my son like he's traveled overseas a lot with us um which has been amazing and even some of the countries he's got to go to like I was in the Australian 100k team in um, Amsterdam and he carried the flag for Australia so he's been to China you know America a few times Amsterdam Um, yeah so you know I go that's also been you know it's I've loved being able to take him to some of those places and you know he's and I think now that he's older he's been able to appreciate, you know, him coming and crewing. And I've got photos of him like asleep, you know, on the table after the race when he's, you know, probably about 12 years old. So so I feel that's been great that he's been able to travel and and go to so many different places. And that's all because of running. And and I often say to him, like, you know, like he he couldn't care less. Like I go, oh, you know, I've ran for Australia. Oh, yeah, whatever. Who cares, you know, (laughs) because, yeah, stuff like that. He's like, yeah, whatever, mum, you know, so... 
Um, but yeah, that's the one thing that I, you know, that's has been really cool is just him coming to so many different countries, places, crewing, carried the Australia flag, wore the Australia top and, um, you know, we went to a race in China and at that point was when long hair was in for boys. Yeah. He just got mobbed by that many Asians because it's like who is this you know like long-haired blonde-haired boy that they were doing interviews with him and he was like a celebrity so yeah so it was pretty cool experience oh um, I love that that's (laughs) yeah um when he grows when he grows up when he's an adult he has he done much running I guess I was is he I know you said he plays football Plays AFL. Um, so is is running something he ever does aside, like, or is it just as a part of his training for his footy? Is that he he did like a, he did for a little bit, like did fun runs and stuff. Mm. But I go, he's one of those natural runners that I yeah. say to him, if he actually put time in, and he plays pretty high level footy, pretty elite yeah. level footy. Um, you know, and I said to him, I watch him run and he's effortless and it's easy, and you know, he'll go out and run three minute Ks and you know, and as I said to him, oh, my God, if he actually put in some time and effort and trained, but he's just a natural athlete. But yeah. he's never really got into the running. Yeah, yeah not now because I think footy is his main sort of focus at the moment. So one of the things I think he's really lucky to have is parents who are doing all of this exercise and sport and especially running because we're a bit biased on the podcast. We think running's the best yeah. sport um, because it's something that he can do later. Yeah, well. exactly. And, and it's in his like he seen you guys doing it. Yeah. So he he'll think it's in my genetics, which yeah. it is anyway. But um, as part of him, so whether he chooses to do it now or chooses to do it in twenty years, yeah, um, exactly. He'll, he'll his brain won't stop him and say, oh, "I can't do that. I'm I'm not a runner. No one in my family runs." Instead, it'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. I could run. That's right. My family yeah. run." And da da da. I think it's been like I probably um, it is hard. Like I think it has been hard for him at times because our expectations are, or mine is, mm. you know, high standard, train hard, push hard. So I probably yeah. have broken him a couple of times where <laughs> he's got injured because I'm like, you need to be doing this, 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 and this. And I've had now had to just go back and go, you know what? Like, um, and I suppose when you've been there and done it, and I know growing up. Like I never had anyone really help me with my training, whether that was tennis, basketball. Um, so, you know, even just saying to him, you need you need to find someone who can help you with your training, whether that's mm-hmm. your footy, your running, your strength work, you know, like the, I've got some good people around helping me. So I think it's important, like he's nearly 19, to have yeah, those people. That support. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that support. And it, it's not me, it's not mum, but you know, have have someone around you who can help you with your training and stuff because I think that's really important. Um, but I do feel for him at times because I go probably my expectations are probably a lot higher and because I know how much I can suffer in a race. So yeah. sometimes, oh, you know, he'll go, oh, I've got a sore foot. And I'm like, yeah, so I've had <laughs> sore feet for 200Ks. So like, and- <laughs> I don't think he doesn't get much sympathy, sympathy from me. So, yeah. Uh, okay, back to you. What is going on in your head in those very long runs? You, I know you've got music on. Music. You um, get yourself through. Yeah, a lot of the times, like depending what point of the race, obviously I think at the start you're all up and about and this feels mm. great and you're loving life. And as the race goes on, you know, things start to hurt. Like if things start to hurt for me, um, sometimes it might just be turn the music up, a good song comes on. You know, I try, I try to think about my friends, my family. Mm-hmm. I try to go to a good place. I think about good memories in races where, mm-hmm. you know, things are found easy and effortless. Um, and I just try to draw on positive, you know, positive experiences, whether it's, you know, I've even had races where I, I can, um, you know, busy, see myself calling my son to go, oh, my God, like, you know, I won this race or this happened and calling my parents and things like that. So I try to go to that positive and, and you know, sometimes just break it down hour by hour. So just, okay, get through the next hour and then you get to that hour. Oh, I'm, I'm actually okay. I'm not as bad as I thought. Okay, now push a bit, get to the next hour. So breaking it down into small just steps. Chunks, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, instead of going, oh, my God, I've got 12 hours left of a 24-hour race. Like just take it hour by hour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, um, I spoke to Pat Farmer on the podcast mm-hmm. and he said, 
uh, one of the things he likes about these long, long distances is the way it breaks you down and builds you back up again by the end. You know, so yeah. it's oh, quite yeah. that process of, you know, you hit a kind of low, but then builds yeah. you back up again. A hundred percent. That's where you grow. You're never going to feel up and about. So I said, like at the start, it's great. You feel great. And then, and then I think the reality sets in, like whether a 24-hour race, oh, my God, I'm out here for 24 hours. I've done six. I've got 18 to go. How do I keep motivated? Things start hurting, like your legs are hurting, your feet are hurting, like very rarely does something not hurt. So it's also trying to go, I've been here before. I know I'm going to feel better push through it think of something positive and then you start going oh my god there's four hours left like you know and for me I'll go that's just a run you know that's a run to wherever I think of before our run so then yeah. you start going oh now it's three hours now it's two hours so you do you start then going I've got this like I'm nearly done now and you often find those last few hours you can actually push a bit harder because you can okay. see the finish line yeah there's that yeah. um, growing up, I grew up on a farm and horses were a thing. And that heading, I always, the analogy I often use at halfway through a race, I also do that sort of thing, even though shorter distances. Yeah. Um, and I find it really empowering mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a, to me a bit like when you turn a horse for home, um, yeah. they tend yeah. to um, yeah. have more yeah. energy all of a sudden. And that, yeah. that's how I often found myself in, in races too. Yeah. Um, Sometimes too, like, you know, if it's a, 24 I'll get to 12 hours and I count down mm. so I'm like I, you know it's not oh my god I've got 12 hours it's like oh my god 11 10 counting back down <laughs> instead of focusing on oh my god like they're so long so well, you, trying to just turn everything into a positive use the word even, only instead yeah, of, yeah only. Like I've only got 11 hours yeah and even your crew you know like having the right crew that you like you know you don't want someone to go oh it's okay I know you fed her stop you know you want someone who goes I don't give a shit, suck it up, keep running. Like, you know, and I think have, having the right crew who know how to motivate you, yeah. who will be, bring out the best in you makes a difference. So if there are people listening to this podcast who have um, got desires to do some ultra type of running like you, how would you suggest they find a crew or that uh, they, it's obviously people who know them already or is it not? I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like... I suppose for me over time, it's usually family, you know, family yeah. and friends. And then you get to, you know, people I run with, I feel get to know me really well. Mm -hmm. Most people know um, they can give me tough love. I'm not someone who's going to break, you know, if mm -hmm. someone screamed out or abused me or, and I go that probably I respond well to that. Like if someone often my husband will go to me, you're shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't believe, you know, whatever. And like, it's, it's set in a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> but you know, all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm not, you know. So, like, sometimes knowing the right person because you don't want someone being too kind to you, as yeah. as funny as that sounds, because that my mum came to a race and she was like, oh, it, you look like you're really hurting. Like, don't you think you should just sit down and have a rest? No, mum, like I'm here to run for 24 it's hours. It's like cracking the door open, isn't yeah, it? It's like, exactly. Oh, maybe I should. Hold on. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, you want, and, you know, my husband will go, okay, get through the next hour. We'll get through the next hour. We'll reassess, but go hard. I want 8Ks. I want 9Ks. So even, you know, he knows he can push me. Okay, give me another K. With what you know, so I go someone who knows how hard they can push to bring out the best in you. And I think you find those from the people you run with, your family. I don't think parents, like mum and dad, know they're, they're not great. Like, parents because they don't want to see you suffer. And even my husband exactly. now, he goes, it's so hard to see someone suffering out there. So, um, yeah, like I think I think your running buddies, the one you know you run with a lot, the one yeah. who know you inside out, they're good yeah. choices. Mm. And the ones yeah. who know they'll have to put up with you whinging about how you could have done better because yeah. <laughs> later after yeah. a race, they don't want to have to hear all that. They want yeah. to know that you put in every bit that you can because yeah. they know that's what you want yeah exactly <laughs> and, and you have some people who can just bring out that last you know yeah. oh yeah yeah um what would be your favorite distance um it's funny I mean yeah like I said I, I don't know why and people think I'm crazy I love the 24 hour yeah. I love them on the track and I do love point to point races so that's another reason like Spartathlon point to point um mm. I like even going out on training runs. I love point to point, like going, I have to get someone and then I'm done. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like those um, 
Well, I'll often do it like a loop. I didn't have to go back across where you've already been, but you, so it's like point to point, but you do start and finish in the same place. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, is it more than yeah. the point to point? Is that no, more, I like, I'd probably, feel like you I'd, went somewhere? Yeah. I like, and I feel like then, well, there's no turning back. Like I have to go from A That's to B. True. I have to get there. You know, often I'll run from Listerfield to the city and catch mm-hmm. the train back. And I'm like, it's cool. Wow. You know, it's fun. Get there, get the train back and you, you've got to get somewhere. So it just mm-hmm. motivates me to keep running. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talk sometimes about that flow, like finding the flow, which you kind of explained before uh, um, in the event, in the Badwater event. Have there been any other times in your running, not just in a race, but could be in training, that you can think about where the where everything just worked and it was perfect? Um, do you know what? I, it's, I'll be honest. I don't think you have those races very often, and that's why I think when you do, it's just like you you sit back and go, "Oh my god!" Like nothing really hurt, everything yeah. just felt easy um, because most long races, stuff happens, whether it's sore feet, blisters, stomach, like I get a lot of stomach issues. So, oh. um, you know, I'm constantly fine. And I suppose I go into a race like, you know, already worried something's going to happen. So I try, like, so those races, and I think for a lot of people, if you're far between where everything just, you have your day where it's your day and you know, but I go into every race going, today's going to be my day. So I put everything on the line, you know, that's where I go. I make sure, like, I've tapered, I've eaten well, I'm well rested. So I go, if you give yourself every possible chance, um, and then sometimes you just got to work through those little, like it might be blisters, and, you know, you can stop. And I think sometimes it's not being in a hurry, giving yourself time in like a 24-hour race. Because, you know what, if I take five minutes, sit, change my socks, fix blisters, it'll pay off later in the race. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mm. I've, I've been a lap counter in 20, well, a 12-hour race. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> round and round and round. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really interesting. Um, <laughs> what do you... What do you think running has given your life? So if you um, hadn't hadn't taken up running, you'd be missing it. So what yeah, do you think it's your life? it's it's funny because often I have conversations with running, and you're like, oh my god, what would I do? Like, what would I do with all this time if I didn't <laughs> run for a start? But I go, I've made a lot of amazing friendships. Yeah, um, I've got to travel like to every state in Australia. I've ran so many fantastic races in Australia and it's like with running for Australia it's taken me overseas and you know the places I've got to travel that I go I would never have gone to like I went to India last year and I go that was a place I would never ever have wanted to go to it was the most amazing trip that I go I'd love to go back there again so it's opened my eyes to some places that I would never ever thought to go to or wanted to go to and um, you know I feel lucky that I've been able to do that and I feel lucky that I can still continue running and, you know, I still feel like I'm at a pretty good level, Um, you know, so, yeah, when I look back, I just think it's almost like, you know, I've taken a pathway which I suppose, yeah, like I I never probably would have seen what's come from, you know, starting Oxfam, if you want to say, like because, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't a, you know, a lot of people like a, a strong run. I never ran like, and I go, so it's just been an amazing sort of experience what running's, you know, done for me and where it's led me. Can you reflect on, without, you don't have to go into any details, but where um, you've been running for 20 odd years, almost, <laughs> would where running has been really helpful and that it's been supportive because life was a bit, busy or crap or you know things happen because we all none of us get out of here alive but yeah. things happen along the way where, that aren't pleasant yeah. but where running was something that you were able to use as a support for that mm. period of time in your life like like I was saying earlier when we were talking off even at the moment like work is crazy mm. for me at the moment mm. and there's a lot of pressure a lot of stress Um, there's just a lot going on and you know like I've said to a couple of guys I work with I said I can do 12 hour days all day every day as long as I get my run in and I get my training in and I said for me if I don't do that I get more stressed so I find I can deal with stress I can deal with pressure a lot better 
as long as I've got my running because that's my me time and that's mm. whether I'm running on my own, I've got my music in, I run in Listy and I don't take my phone. So I've actually got whether it's an hour and a half to us just a me and I can stop not think about work and I can tune out from work. And I actually then come back and I'm I'm like, yeah, I've got my running right. Let's go, let's get the day done. Yeah, I love that. So I mean, we were talking off uh, the recording about just how, and it's worth mentioning again, because I don't think we can say it enough that um, those of us who are runners are very guilty of saying, oh, well, I can't run at the moment because life is really mm-hmm. crap and I can't fit it in. I'm dealing with X, Y, Z, but actually yeah. they're often the times like you just described that yeah. you should be running. Um, yeah. It's because they're going to, it's going to then support you and make you able to deal with whatever's going on in your life, whether it's just busy work or other you know, yeah. things going on in your personal life. A hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, just having that, it's you time. It's about you. And if you cannot take your phone and you can just have a couple of hours, because I think everyone needs, whether it's an hour, just, you know, and even one day last week, I worked a 12-hour day and I just said, right, I'm going out for a walk for an hour. I'd already ran in the morning and yeah. I just did my hour work. And then I'm like, right, I'm, I'm good to go back to work because I know I'm doing something for me that's a benefit. And then it's like I've ticked that tick that box. I can now yeah. focus back on work. Yeah. And I think it's so important to make it a priority. Um, and whether that's getting up half an hour earlier. Um, you know, I used to be someone to go, oh, I can't go and run at 6 o'clock at night at dinner time. Like I just go wherever now. I take my runners. I've always got a pair of runners in the, sh- in the car. Often, yeah, <laughs> as stupid as it is, I'll go for a run in what I'm wearing to work. Not that I'm wearing a dress, but, yeah. you know, leggings and whatever. Yeah. I'll just throw my runners on and go, I'm going to do a half-hour run. So I try yeah. to make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. Um, even if it is just half an hour, I go, it's better than nothing. I love that, that being prepared yep. <laughs> at the drop of a hat. You're like a... a Good um... to go. Yeah, what is it like a like a Boy Scout, yeah, <laughs> but exactly. a running Boy Scout? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Prepared. Um, somebody mentioned on the podcast uh, a while ago last year about how they found running was really good. To they would often run home from work, mm-hmm. and it was a great way to put down all the they said crap <laughs> that had happened at work and not yeah. take it home with them. So it was also a really good way for, you know, those negative things or yeah. whatever that they were feeling because work was really hard or stuff was going on and leave it at the yeah. door before they yeah. got home. Yeah. And so didn't then, you know, uh, filter into their relationships yeah. in the house, which I thought was actually a really nice way to put it yeah. too. Like yeah. That, yeah. that was great to be able to uh, decompress yeah. on the way home. Yeah. No, that is a good offer. You know, I sometimes run run to work, run home and, yeah, but it's it's not long enough. It's only like 5K. Oh, well, oh actually. <laughs> so I'm going to make it go the long way. That seems like a decent distance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, before we wrap up, and this has been amazing, we could talk for many, many hours. Um, is there anything about running that we haven't talked about that you would like to share? Look, I just think if anyone, like I obviously I love running, I love talking about it. Um, You know, I suppose for me, if people think, oh, you know, I can't run or um, I don't know where to start, I go, it's just getting out the door. And like I said, I would never go back, you know, my son's 19, 19 years ago. I would never have thought, like I've represented Australia eight times, 100K, 24-hour, the races I've done, the places I've travelled, I'm like, I'm just normal. Like, I'm nothing special. Like, (laughs) I've just worked hard. I've trained. Um, You know, I've had goals. I've got good people around me. And I think it is just starting. And who knows what's going to happen because that's probably what's what's happened to me. It's like this has taken me on a wild journey that I never saw happening. So I think you just got to get started because it is so good for the mind um, you know, and I, I know, you know, women who've got kids, even when you've got kids, just been able to get out and have that time for you. You can then come back and like, yep. And that's how I find, all right, I can focus on now this because my run's done. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, like you never you never get back from a run or even a walk. You know, sometimes I'll go for a walk and go, oh, God, I wish I'd never done that. You always come back and go, that was amazing. That was the best. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always. Um, how if somebody came up, this is a question I ask everybody at the end of the podcast. If somebody came up to you and you kind of already answered a minute ago, but if someone came up to you and said, I really want to start running Nikki, what would you advise me to do? What would you tell people to do to get started? 
I would say find a program, even just find a running coach, jump online, find yourself a program because I go, I think you like a lot of people get injured if they don't know what they're doing. Um, so, you know, jump online, get a program, whether it's like, I'm going to start, I'm going to run 5k. So get a program for 5k's and then, you know, when that feels easy, then, you know, find a program for 10k's. But I think just following a program, talking to people, if you know people who run, you know, just pick brains. And I think that's the best way to get started. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank well, you. best of luck for all Thank the amazing you. adventures you've got planned for this year. We probably yep. should come on and do this again at the start of next year and see what <laughs> we think. Yeah, see how they went. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed, all good. <laughs> we, can, um, we can do a debrief for the races that you did this year and then uh, look at what you've got planned for 2024. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds <laughs> awesome. But oh. as I said again, inspiration um, making me want to put my running shoes on and I've already been for a run today. So. Well, you've got to get and do it. I'm going to do another one later. So you can join me later. Got what is that about? <laughs> another eight case to get done. So We actually yeah. have a, a local running group, which is really cool, really awesome but I can never make it on a Tuesday because I run with friends that I've been running for 15 years on a Tuesday morning and they're at Tuesday night and it's in my calendar and I keep going oh no I've already had my run for today yeah. <laughs> actually what you're telling me is I should still do it yeah. and do two runs it's, and I tell you it's hard but it's like you'll feel better even I do now I'm like oh god I gotta do a second run but you know what I'm gonna get it done so, so you're probably yeah. right I should be more serious <laughs> about this running thing <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you again um don't pop off i will say goodbye to you off the recording as well but i again want to say um how grateful i am that you shared your time and wisdom with us today it's been amazing thank, thank you so much for having me it's been a lot of fun thank you thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.